everyone's got something to prove, including us. What's said or what's written or what happened last year doesn't matter anymore. We're going to be calling out to our fans to really put the pressure on because our noise can carry some serious momentum. You play the Jets, you play their fans. Welcome to Winnipeg, Canada's hockey home. Shifley scores! Here's Buffalo, he shoots, he scores! Wheeler finds the seam. Patrick Lyonet finds the back of the net. Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. Wheeler with a burst of speed. Blake Wheeler coming in, cuts back, follow up, shot saved by Bennington. Out in front, they score! Kyle Cutter wins it, and this series is tied. Before Tuesday night, the last Winnipeg Jet playoff overtime win, April 27th, 1993. 4-3 over the Vancouver Canucks. Timo Solani gets the goal. Mm-hmm. No doubt that about that. That was before that. my first goal round in right. Winnipeg. Yeah. That's I, how long ago I it was. I make sure to include this, and Joe Piscucci tweeted this out last night, and he's a big proponent of the Jets-Winnipeg um, history. Mm-hmm. But the, the first Stanley Cup overtime winning goal in the current edition of the Winnipeg Jets slash Atlanta Thrashers is Kyle Connor, And Kyle Connor, uh, part of the big line that was huge in Game 4 on uh, Tuesday night, even the series up at two games apiece. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. I'm Jamie Thomas, Darren Millard. Uh, with you for Ground Control, the official podcast, the Winnipeg Jets playoff edition following game number four. The series is a brand new one, as they say. Uh, big effort from the big line. So many places to go, but let's start with the top unit. Well, I think you, you saw one, the will of the Winnipeg Jets uh, inserted on this series in game three, where they found a way, came out flying, and and owned the first period, and that led to six goals and, and a victory. In game four, it was the skill. Let's step to the forefront, and that is through that top line of Blake Wheeler, Mark Shifley, and Kyle Connor. Mark Shifley was incredible for the final 40 minutes and got, got the other two guys going, really, and, and was, was the, the spark to, uh, to lead the Winnipeg Jets. He had chances up going up ice. He had chances off turnovers, and, uh, and the forecheck was really, really effective. But uh, that's seven shots on goal for Mark Shifley uh, in, in game four. He has five points in the last three games to, to step up and, and become a major force in this series. But the way the Winnipeg Jets' top line was able to skate north and south and serve up transitional opportunities was exactly what you expected at the start of the set. And the adjustments that Paul Maurice has made in his game plan have certainly paid off. A lot of credit has to be given to the Jets because they give up the scoreless through 40 minutes. They, uh, Matthew Pro gets a late penalty at the end of the second period, and Vladimir Tarasenko opens the scoring uh, to make it one nothing for the Blues. After that point, though, there was a stretch where the J- the Jets outshot the Blues 10 to three. They really took things over after that first goal of the game from Vladimir Tarasenko. So much credit, and that that's tough to do on the road, is it not? Like when you look at things and how this series is sh- sh- shaken down. Yeah, taking control after giving up that goal in a third period where you've had some struggles throughout the year says a lot about where this team is headed right now. Well, there's a desperation fact to it, mm-hmm. so so that's going to play out, and and so that certainly ha- has an influence on it. But what what really impressed me uh, in the overall part of the game is the Winnipeg Jets 
were dominated in the faceoff. They it, it, it wasn't uh, even Ryan close. O'Reilly and Tyler Bozak mm-hmm. owned them. There was there was at least two occasions and maybe more, uh, just not being able to to see it uh, properly. But that Mark Shifley, I'm convinced, lost the draw on purpose. Where just you just back up, you go into your your posture uh, and and for, try and try and win the draw. By losing the draw, yes. almost, you know what I mean. There's a so, four-check play set up. There's a set draw. It's, it's almost a plan, yeah. plan play. So that that's how effective and how in a groove the St. Louis Blues were off the faceoff. Yet Winnipeg took over the game after the 10-minute mark of the uh, of the first period and gradually clawed their way back. Eventually, out shooting the St. Louis Blues had a great third period in which they outshot the St. Louis Blues 15-7 and came back and and, and tied the game. But uh, that. Uh, that ability to lose as many draws as Winnipeg did and still come out on top and in control the game uh, speaks to the will part of it. And and then once you get the puck, it's it's all up to uh, to to the skill. Uh, Adam Lowry's line. Don't don't forget about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had large stretches where they controlled the puck in the St. Louis zone and and kept them hemmed in and were physical. Uh, Brandon Tanov had a breakaway in this game and could have easily been the hero. And the other part of it is Little and Ehlers weren't as noticeable as Patrick Liney, but that line also had a, had a big night. And Patrick Liney may have played one of his best games as a Winnipeg Jet, despite not hitting the score sheet. Paul Maurice has said throughout the year his 5-on-5 five five game is yeah. getting better, and he's always talked about how he's a big man, one day going to be turning into a power forward. I saw signs of him being that power forward just crushing David Perron in front of the Jets bench uh, in the second period. Just the type of physicality that you expect from or want to see more of from uh, number 29. Also want to think the game four turned out to be one of those cliche. It was a cliche because you always hear players say we have to survive the first 10 minutes on the road. And that is exactly what the Winnipeg Jets did after about the 10 minute mark. It shifted all the Shots momentum. Were eight to nothing yeah. at the ten minute mark. They survived. Connor Hellebuck answered some of the critics. I would like to talk about him a little bit later, but I think it, it just played into every cliche that you've heard about going on the road and facing and going to hostile territory. And now in this series, the home team is over at this point. It's it's kind of uh, when you when you go out too fast in a uh, in a four hundred meter race mm-hmm. and. And then you're just hanging on, or 800 is probably the, the the better example. When you go out way too fast, the St. Louis Blues came flying out of the gate, and and Winnipeg withstood it, and then just answered right back. And even it was it was a power play goal that gave St. Louis the lead off of a, not a great penalty by Matthew Perot, and that's still going to be a talking point. Uh, but uh, and it should be noted that the penalty killers didn't allow a shot. Uh, by the St. Louis power play on the second Matthew Perot uh, penalty, and and they took him. Like no, Kyle Connor's happy. Matthew Perot is so relieved this morning or today uh, that 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 ended up going his way. But it was uh, it was an impressive show of resolve and resiliency by the Winnipeg Jets. Just like a game, remember game three, they played a great first period and trailed one nothing. I, I hope you can remember because it was only a couple of days ago. Yeah, you've got issues yeah. if you can't remember <laughs> yeah. the period one of game but number this three. Was, th- this was similar. They were playing a great game but fell behind and and had to uh, rally in the third period, which seems like uh, so long ago from games one and two when all the questions were being asked about Winnipeg's third period and not being able to close out games. Yeah, a question about the goaltender. Cool. Yeah. 
questions about changing the lines. Mm-hmm. There's all all there's been a few questions answered you know, uh, through, and I know there's there's so much more to the series that has to be answered. There's so many storylines that will, will probably change over the next two games at least. But you look at things. The Jets have shifted momentum in their favor and have answered some serious questions about this hockey club. So how did they do it? They did it by uh, using Skating. experience. They used it by using their body. Yeah. Uh, they were very, very strong on the puck in the first uh, three games. And game four, I consider, is the game in a series when when if you're a physical team where that investment in the physical part of the game starts to pay off and where teams start making and players start making even uh, subconscious decisions with the puck because they know they're going to get hit. That's the point, and and I think you saw a little bit of that start to step up. Patrick Maroon has been the most noticeable St. Louis Blue player for a lot of stretches in this series. That game in Game 4 from the four-minute mark of the second period on got too fast for Patrick Maroon. He's a good player. Mm -hmm. He can play with great players, but the pace in which the Winnipeg Jets took their game to in, in playing north and south got too fast for Patrick Maroon. The Bozak line has caused some headaches for yeah. the Winnipeg Jets throughout the series. But as you mentioned, they were neutralized entirely through the third period and overtime. Jets really took this game over in the third period and certainly uh, dominated overtime, uh, winning this one. First overtime win for the Jets in the 2.0 history. So a big moment. A happy group as they're set to head home to Winnipeg. Shop where the players shop. Jets Gear and TrueNorthShop.com are your authentic team stores. Make sure to stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today. Visit one of the five Jets Gear locations or shop online at TrueNorthShop.com. This is Kyle Connor. You listen to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Jets. Yeah, man, we're fired up. Uh, obviously, came in here with a hole. Um... You know, with a job to do and and uh, you know, mission accomplished. So, uh, you know, those guys are obviously playing awesome, and you know, we're playing well. It's uh, it's a hell of a series. Um, you know, our game got better as the game went on. We knew they were going to push, and you know, they pushed all night. They uh, they played solid. They they made us uh, you know work for every inch, and uh, you know, Bennington made a ton of saves, and so did so did our goalie. So, um, it was a battle till the end, and. You know, uh, a pretty fun game to play against. Did what we needed to do on the road and uh, tied it up, and um, so it's it's exciting. We're ready to go home. Play. Does home ice mean anything? <laughs> um, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, our game's not going to change much. We're going to try to stick with that, and um, you know, whether whether we're home or away. Yeah, it was important. That was kind of our goal coming to St. Louis was to get the series even, and you know, I, I think. We're real happy with the two games we played here. I think we've kept building as the series has gone. It's been a real tight series. Um, you know, every game's been very close. So, um, you know, to be able to grind another one out tonight, uh, yeah, it's huge. You give up that goal early in the third, and we don't quit. And Shife's line, they score a couple of big ones for us. Yeah, I mean, I think it just goes to show that, uh, you know, each each game is a new challenge for, for both teams. Uh, you know, coming here down 2-0, um, we had to be – playing desperate hockey and um we did we did a lot of good things in those first two games but uh i thought we elevated our game in the last couple and um that's playoff hockey you know you try to find a way to win and um tonight was they played well over there their goalie played well heli played amazing and um nice to be able to come out on top it's that time of the podcast what time it's time to give out 50 jet reward points and i want somebody to tell me one day what exactly 50 jets reward points gets you 
but I'm sure it's a building thing. You just got to keep building. It's like your little piggy bank. I'm going to do it because I'm like I I got to sign up. Technically, are we allowed to? I'm no, just I'm not a guest. Allowed to sign well, up, no, I'm, I'm, like I'm a guest right now. You're a freelancer. So I can do it. I you're can a freelancer. Yeah. You can do these types of things. Yeah. Are you getting like benefits and everything? Dental. Okay. I don't know if you. <laughs> Jets Reward Points and, and Dental. And Millard's Dental Plan. Uh, on the line here, go to jetsrewards.ca, type in the word for check. For check is the word. That's a big, that's a great word for it. It's like plays right into things. Because of how, how this series has changed and how Winnipeg's been uh, physical, but then in, in game four, caused turnovers because of their because of that that four check. It was and and St. Louis did a great job knocking down pucks and and causing turnovers too. A, a lot of their offense uh was was courtesy of making great plays and and causing turnovers from from skilled hockey players. Uh so that shouldn't be just uh left on the on the side uh of the rink. But Winnipeg on their four check, the Lowry line Leading the way, and then everybody else falling suit. They were certainly the uh, the uh, uh, team that uh, the the line that uh, that set the example. Really good conversation piece about the Blues. The first game was a lot of the goals were coming from the slot. The Jets have almost seemingly taken that away. Outside of being shorthanded, they're taking that away. Then St. Louis was great off the rush. There's not much else. The Jets kind of took that away as well as the game wore on. So St. Louis's only goal comes with a man advantage, uh, the Tarasenko mark. And then I think we have not given him his due, and we're talking about Connor Hellebuck because yep. so many questions about him heading into St. Louis into games three and four. Is he going to be able to bounce back from what you know many people said subpar issue, a subpar performance in game two might have caught the, cost the Jets that uh, the victory on home ice, but he was. Excellent, Jamie. In I want to spend. I'll, I'll spend more time on this. Yeah. In tomorrow's podcast on ground control, when we have uh, uh, a little bit more space to digest what's happened in this two-two series lead, but Connor Hellebuck uh, took some heat, not just because of his play, but how he handled a couple of yeah, questions. Yeah, how he handled the media in, afterwards in, after game two, and I think you saw a player that that challenged himself as much as anything. To, to live up to how that went down. It, and, people and, wanted to hear, it's almost, you almost wanted to hear from him after game two, that was on me. Yeah. But just, that's just not how he's wired. That's right. just not how he's made. He will, he's, you're not going to hear that from him, just like you're not going to hear from him on game day. So game one isn't as entertaining as game four. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Very different. But there were still a lot of quality chances. Uh, and Jordan Bennington and Connor Hellebuck were great. But Hellebuck allowed the goal by Tyler Bozak that that came off the slot, and it just it it wasn't a, a bad goal. But St. Louis Blues were able to win that one in regulation. Bennington made that one extra save. The opposite case here. Connor Hellebuck wasn't as busy as as Jordan Bennington, but boy was he great i thought his rebound control was exceptional and he made a play early on with patrick maroon taking the puck hard at the net in that barrage out of the gate by st louis with the eight nothing shots in the first 10 minutes where maroon power forward going to the net that's hard to stand in there and he was yeah. in his reverse vh and made a little poke check to knock the puck away didn't let maroon get anywhere near the front of the net that was a really good sign to me and 
these issues on the on the blocker appear to have uh, have gone away because he's been seeing the puck. He made another glove save with Maroon right in front of him. He, there's no way he saw it, but he he played uh, the, the release. Right. He played the release properly and made a glove save. And it's a uh, as much as the series has turned, Connor Hellebuck has really turned as well. And it's amazing how things fix themselves when you head out on the road. Now they come back home for game number five. Start time is 7.30 Central mm-hmm. uh, here at Bell MTS Place. Uh, really looking forward to setting things up for that one. But the Jets uh, will have a media availability. Um, well, had this morning, actually. Yep. But uh, we'll have that for you, uh, what you hear from that. And we'll have evaluations and setting you up for game number five of this series. Really looking forward to that. We'll be here... Tomorrow morning of Game Five with the Ground Control podcast, and then yes. with the pregame show, we're we're back on. Yeah, we're going to start a little bit later, though. We'll be right there when the when the morning skates start. Yeah, code word four check, <laughs> four check, fifty Jets reward points. Thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. This has been Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to WinnipegJets.com. 